When spring came, even the fall spring, there were no problems except where to be happiest. The only thing that could spoil a day was people, and if you could keep from making engagements, each day had no limits. People were always the limiters of happiness, except for the very few that were as good as spring itself. Hello and welcome. I'm Douglas Bowles, and this is 42 Minutes, a weekly conversation with the interesting artists and thinkers of our day, a production of SyncBook Radio and distributed by thesyncbook.com. You can find our archives at 42minutes.com, and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. You can also follow our tweets at Sync42 and at SyncBook. It's Monday, March 13th, and that means that next week is Treefort. Do you have your tickets? TreefortMusicFest.com. And be sure to check out the archive because a lot of Treefort shows from the past are free right now. This evening, I'm live for a movable feast with Sunblood Stories. Yes, this is a first, the 42 Minute Supper Club. And they're hosting me. Thank you. <laughs> And what's on the menu for us is high desert ghost music in trio form. Echo fuzz feedback melodies, super chunk forever drums, sometimes pretty songs too. Home base in Boise, Idaho. Out to see the world. Time is a prison that holds us all. Sunblood Stories will be performing this year at Treefort, Friday night, March 24th, 10 p.m. at the Linen Building. Come early for Sassy Black and stay later for Xenia Rubinos. More information about them can be found on their website, sunbloodstories.com. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. How are you doing? Quite well. I'm doing pretty good. I'm just eating. <laughs> <laughs> I am, in fact, still eating. And so, since this is a... We've never done this. I've gone to bands, practice spaces, but we've never done a, a dinner, a dinner <laughs> interview. What what did you feed me? What, um, what is this? Well, it's poorly executed <laughs> stuffed mushrooms that are stuffed with oh, baby baby portobello mushrooms stuffed with Brussels sprouts that have been roasted with mustard and sauerkraut and topped with broiled mashed potatoes with a simple salad on the side. Delicious. Thanks. Oh yeah, we didn't ask you about that. It's going to be a problem if we curse. Sometimes no. they slip out. No. <laughs> There's no problem. Okay, good. Yeah, I definitely cursed on the radio. I was like, ooh. Like on Radio Boise? No, no. No, I think I've almost done on Radio Boise. Our very I was catching first, myself like, no, no. Our very first radio show we were on tour and we were in missoula montana and we were brought on to a, a college radio show, was cosmic kitten and we we're supposed to play live and and he, have you ever been on the radio before no we haven't cool don't talk about drugs sex or curse we said <laughs> okay and he goes okay also no drinking while we're playing and he passes us a bottle of wine <laughs> well while, while he's telling us about the rules, right? He goes, okay, we're ready to go live. And he passes the bottle of wine to us. And as soon as he hits the live button, at the time, Andy Rayborn, who's playing Tree for it as Paper Gates, mm -hmm. was playing in our band. And he yells, fuck, from the other room. And it's super loud. And he's just, Cosmic Kitten's face just, oh, shit, okay. Well, I guess we already... Cross that off our list, and they go. So, what are you guys into? What are your influences? And I'm pretty sure Ben said weed and boobs. 
or something to that effect. Yeah. So we've now crossed off everything we're not supposed to do within the first like 20 seconds of our first radio show. Yeah, it's, it's almost like I was describing the room or something. <laughs> it was, oh, and he, he, he also passed out some other stuff that shouldn't have had. Okay, so uh, first, who are we? Who are we talking to? And what do you do in Sunblood Stories? Yeah, I'm Ben, and uh, I play guitar mainly and sing songs. And but is there there's some singing? Is there a lot of singing or no? No, not not. And so singing. you guys would you say it's not by me? Much more by her. Yeah. I would say I would say that there's a lot of vocals, not necessarily lyric based. Okay, and singing. who are you? I'm Amber. I sing and play slide guitar and just generally make noise while they make beautiful music. <laughs> so guitar, slide guitar. I'm John, I play drums and keyboards sometimes. As well. At the same time I'm working on it soon. One one hand drum. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I'll play a keyboard chord and I have the sustain pedal under my heel and so it can like just keep being held through and then I'll switch to drums. Cool. So I'll just kind of make drones, I guess. It's pretty neat. And then there's a, a psychedelic flavor to what you guys do and a jammy flavor. Is it scripted or do you guys spin off and let it the moment take you guys? Yeah. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like scripted with portions in there that we can use to improvise. Yeah, yeah I think we, I, we have cues. We know, like, oh, when Ben makes this face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when somebody goes, okay. <laughs> but uh, we kind of... So it's like jazz in that way? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's, oh, Amber's voice couldn't possibly get any more elevated, so we have to change. <laughs> yeah. It's time to go. Yeah kind of have like anchor points in the music that we all meet up at and then sometimes in between it's uh, different every time. But then could you uh, accidentally play like a 20 minute song? Like, Almost done. I think we've done that before. Like it just happens. Oops, what? We've got one more <laughs> and then we're done. <laughs> Oops, we accidentally played a two hour Ridge Fest set. Sorry everybody. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. But uh, it keeps it exciting. It's true. There's a we try not to get too like long and annoyingly jammy. It's I don't know trying to when we're improvising. It's less about like do a sweet guitar solo here, and it's more like we're gonna make a bunch of sounds that could be construed as a song, and you know see if we can make them interact in a cool way until we get to the next part we all know. So then, how many tree forts have you guys played? All of them? Mm -hmm. Yeah? Well, Some Blood Stories has. Yeah, I guess I've played all of them. Yeah. yeah. This is my fifth one, your sixth one. Is it the sixth year? This is my third one, yeah. Some Blood Stories. So you're the founder of Some Blood Stories? Yeah. And it's, it's evolved over the course of... Yeah, basically like every year or so. <laughs> it becomes like almost a different band. Uh, in some sense. I'd say this is, I mean, this could be the longest we've had one lineup. 
without a major change. Well, kind of, but we just kind of switched to being a trio on this last album, too. So... Is this the, the album right here? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the Stacks yes. Vinyl. Oh, yeah. The tapes are coming uh, at Tree Fort. We've got the vinyl. The CDs will be here right after Tree Fort. We're ready to release this album. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to release this album. <laughs> and it's called The Great Destroyer? No. No, yeah, that's the first single. That's the single. Yeah, the album is called It Runs Around the Room With Us. It's about your dog here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's that's April twenty first. Putting that out. And then, it's in terms of inspiration. What 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 kind of things were influencing you or prompting you to explore it? And how how long have you been writing this one? Mm, maybe a year or so. It's longer than that. Maybe a year and yeah. a half. We sort of wrote it as a four piece, and then, uh, and then when Nick went to college, we uh, uh, rewrote it. Yeah, we sort of rewrote it as a trio and relearned, like, or adjusted our instrumentation a little bit to work as a rock band as a trio and without a bass. Right. Without a bass, yeah. But still keeping it like full. Right. Yeah, trying to make all the sounds of like a four or five person band with three people. And so then the way it sounds live is the way you record it, mm-hmm. essentially? Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, there's a little bit more can, layering. Yeah, we thought about doing the album just like whatever we wanted to and then figuring it out later. But also, you know, it's kind of fun to play as a trio. And so we just spent... it. That sort of happened right at the beginning of the recording process, or like right before it. So we just sort of rewrote the songs we were recording, bearing in mind also that we wanted them to be playable live. And, you know, indulging into the multi-tracking recording only in, like, really fun, cool places. Yeah. But keeping the core of the song playable by the three of us. So then how do you handle the idea of bass? Uh, we take turns. So somebody does play bass? Uh, no. No. Nobody plays bass. I, uh, most of the time, we sort of got, we got rid of the idea of the bass, or... <laughs> I should say, we like added in the bass sound to my guitar sound um, by using like an octave pedal and multiple amps. Yes. So that I can uh, play bass and guitar at the same time. Yeah, which is always what I really want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> it's the biggest curse ever to not be able to play bass and guitar at the same time. But now you're doing like it. Hands, but yeah, now you're doing it. No, I kind of figured it out. It's magic. Which is awesome. Yeah, we bought ourselves a bolsa bass for Christmas for oh, yeah, being such a good too. band this year. A what bass? <laughs> it's a bass synth, but it's like the coolest. Oh, do you play it with your feet? Um, it's no, it's, a, it's, it's like the size of an egg thing. carton, and just this little push button press cool bass synth that yeah. has all these different sounds. But and it's really beautiful and it actually sounds like a bass. It doesn't actually sound like uh, a bass synth, and it's really, it's just pretty neat. Yeah, and so that's an interesting tool too, because. Like you play that mostly. Yeah, but we're not really playing it for like our tree fort set or like any of the songs from the new the album that's about to be released. But we are writing new songs that are focused around being able to like for me to play slide guitar and play a bolsa bass at the same time, which is a fun trick to learn 
to do. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so then, is do you have a label? Or are you self-releasing this? Self-released, yep. And then how do you determine when it's released? Did you guys say, this is the magic day, or, mm -hmm. yeah? Pretty much. When's the magic day? Well, so, basically, when we finish recording the album, I have to go through and create a timeline. This is how long it's going to take to get the vinyl done. This is how long it's going to take to get all of the marketing pieces that I want, time out the marketing pieces, and then I know, okay, I act, we can't release the album for six months because that's how long it's going to take me to do all of the things that I need to do to get the album ready to sure. be released. So we actually finished recording the album in August, like the 1st of August. Of no. Well, like technically, but then, you know, there's all this stuff afterwards. Well, mixing and mastering and stuff, <clears throat> but... Yeah, yeah. And we we haven't really <laughs> <laughs> overdubs till like September or so. Well, okay, right. So we recorded the album in July, and that's when I went through with like and made my timeline. Sure. This is how long. So that put us at April of 2017, which seemed forever away. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, we don't have enough time. <laughs> I didn't mm -hmm. I didn't timeline this out right. So the album's released on the 21st, and we'll have an album release party shortly thereafter around that date that I can't announce yet because we have to wait until after our tree fort's set. But will you have it available to purchase a tree fort? Or are you... We won't. You won't. We won't have it available, but there will be opportunities between tree fort and the time that the album gets released for people to pick it up for pennies on the dollar. Okay. And I can't really say much more That's than fine. that, or it ruins the fun of it. Okay. <laughs> we don't want to ruin any fun. So look around, you know, the end of March, the beginning of April. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well then, so, what were some of the, like, previous tree forts like? Um, they've all been really great in just different ways. I played the first one... Uh, Tree Fort number one, mm -hmm. 2012. Yeah, mostly by myself and Andy Ray Bornkin played sax for a little on a couple songs. And, uh, I was at the Crux. At the Crux. Yeah, on yeah. Sunday at like 3 or 4 in the afternoon, right? Uh huh. Yeah, and it was, it was great. You know, I think the shows have always been great and they just seem to get better every year. Yeah, the next year we played uh, Open the Main Stage on mm -hmm. Saturday, which was just awesome and the worst at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> There's like nobody there except... Well, there I would say, I mean, there were like 300... Because that's when all the moms come out with there. the strollers. And <laughs> <laughs> well, it was definitely that, it was definitely that uh, crowd as well. Which, we were, you know, we were right. definitely it's all like the socials, like all these over. older folks. <laughs> like my age, the geriatric... <laughs> <laughs> well, enough of our friends overcame their hangovers and were like, well, we, uh, we have to be there, yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, we had to overcome our own hangovers. I remember drinking beers very quickly before we went on stage so that we could all get rid of our headaches. Oh, man, we're terrible. Yeah. We're <laughs> do what you got to do. The next year we played at the Linen Building, and that oh, was... the Linen was fun, yeah. That was, like, one of my favorite shows. That was fun because we turned the lights out completely on the stage and just had a... Uh, Cabinet and Dr. Caligari playing behind us. Okay. Which was really fun because we were a trio then too, but that was when we first discovered how to make noise rather than just play guitar and sing songs. Uh huh. And that, 
that was a weird band that everyone was like, well, I'm not really sure if these guys know what they're doing anymore. And we totally did. Why aren't you guys playing songs anymore, though? Yeah, Why are you just, you just played noise for 30 minutes and then you ended with a song. Did you forget how to write? <laughs> like, no. That's still one of my favorite good. sets, though. Yeah, that was fun. That's when I learned I had to I have to tape my guitar down to the stand so that it doesn't get flying. Yeah. That was the set where we learned how to make noise, and then the next one was the, line, was the one where we learned how to record it, because we didn't have any good recordings from that time. Well, there was a live banana stand that was pretty good, uh, but we didn't know how to make a studio album at that point. Hmm. And then we got the water cooler, and that was a really great show. Holland, like a villain, came on stage and joined us, and uh, Dan Galucky, the drummer from Wooden Indian, came on for our finale song, so we had a large group of people on stage with us. And, and we Dale just, was there. Yeah, and we had and the guy doing mixes and masters, all of our music. Oh yeah, uh, we should spend a few minutes on, on Dale. Dale's great. Sure. Dale's like the fourth member of the band. Is he local or is he someplace else? Oh, he's he lives down the street. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, Dale is rad. Dale is, is he in a, a band or is he just a... Uh, not currently. Sound guy. And, uh, oh, he's a very he's, talented musician, sure. Yeah. sure. He's, he's our wizard um, that we ask all the questions to that we don't understand, and uh, he's taught us like a ton. But uh, and so, do you re does he record you down here in the in the studio, uh, or does he have his own? Studio? He helped us set it up the first time, and then he was like, "Here you go, kids." <laughs> <laughs> and then, Here's the best we, way to place the mic. Yeah. Go for it. I'm gonna go home and wait for you to send me the tracks. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Which I think was probably a wise move. It would have been an incredibly boring process to just sit there and listen to us <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, he's he's excellent, and uh, he works really hard for no recognition whatsoever. Well, kind well of, I mean, because now, he's, now he's, he's he's getting sweet, uh, you know, contact uh, with like paper gates and other yeah. people wanting to do the mixing. Yeah, he's great. He's getting cool gigs out of it, but I hope. <laughs> so, Andy Rayborn, he was in Sunblood Stories. Uh huh. Yeah. He's such a goofball. Does he live in town, or does no? He, he, still, he lives in Portland now. Okay, because it seems like he's always at Tree Fort, and he's always all over the place. Uh huh. Or like yeah. all over the place. He'll play. He'll play like a contest with himself to see how many bands he can play with. Yeah. During at the Tree festival, Fort, yeah. see if he can like best his record. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's the only one. Yeah. He holds the record by. I mean, far. Most bands are not going to be like, man, we don't really want a great sax player to just jump on and know what he's doing already. That's generally like, yeah, totally, please. Yeah, yeah and cooler. And he has two goals. He wants to perform with as many bands as possible and record on as many albums as possible. Yeah. The only two things. And he's got an album coming out soon that uh, Dale mixed also. And what is Paper Gates? Is it... Uh, a regular band, or is it more... It's just him. It's just sax. Uh, it's just... He but, plays bass clarinet. Um, oh, so it's looping kind of stuff? It uses a lot of textures, and it has like a synthesizer. It's just... It's hard to explain. Uh, it's ambient music. <laughs> <laughs> it's very... It's uh, like movie soundtrack. Heart-wrenching... Like, you can feel your heart swelling while you're listening to it, you know? And it's very, like, 
like makes oh it makes me feel lots of emotions while I'm watching and li listening to it. It's just it's, it's beautiful and really Andy <laughs> at the same time. Not that Andy's not beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Andy is beautiful. But then so that I mean you guys perform but then you also get to spectate too. And so what is that like? Is that so is it kind of I always think oh this is like band summer camp where all these people you'd only see every now and again all come. It's like a most amazing family reunion ever. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> like there's just people you know are going to be there that it's the only time you see them. Yeah, you only see or you only ever met them once before and then you just see them every year that time. And do they come and stay with you, or do you... Sometimes. Like, some of them, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to have a, a full house. I should probably talk to you guys about that. We have a full <laughs> house this year. With Josiah Johnson is staying with us this year for Tree Fort. He's from the Head and the Heart. He's doing a solo performance at the District on Saturday. And Sam Adams is staying with us. And, um... I can bet she is. She's not coming. <clears throat> really? She might be coming with AU. Oh, yeah. And, but I don't think so. I haven't talked to her. Did you guys participate in one of the rock orchestra? I can't think of what it's called. Band Dialogue. Yeah, did you yeah. guys? We've also We've done, done all that. Of those. All, of <laughs> all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This will be our fourth year doing Band Dialogue, or third yeah. year? Fourth year. Fourth year of doing Band Dialogue. And so Band Dialogue is, what is it? Uh, it's a piece by Seth Alinsky. Uh, that uh, involves, I think, however many rock bands he can get, all arrayed around in a giant circle, like in the street or in the skate park or wherever, and then he conducts it like a giant orchestra. We learn this. <laughs> yeah, you spend you spend like two hours learning it, rehearse it once or twice, and then take a break, and then come back and uh, perform it. It's so much fun. It's like, it's the loudest thing I've ever experienced. And you rehearse it in the same space that you perform it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was just like hundreds of people walking around and... Mm -hmm. while, cool. we're, while we're all learning the piece, and it's different every year with, you know, some, some continuity, but it's, it's pretty different every year. And I think the first year there were 12 bands, but last year there were 20. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it's so, it's crazy because uh, it, we, we started setting up the last two times we set up in a circle or we set up in like a, a U shape and so people can go and stand in the middle of all of this noise, yeah. this beautiful noise and Dale, who we've mentioned several times, said it was just like sonically and audibly one of the just most ridiculously awesome things he's ever it's heard. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, I can't, the only thing that I would want to do more then play it is just lay in the middle and see what it all sounds <laughs> like. The only, I mean, it's tricky because when you have that many moving pieces, you can't, it, it has to be somewhat basic, mm -hmm. but that's where the, it's, the beauty comes, because it's sublime, it's so much, it's like, mm -hmm. oh my god, it's so much, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think last year, the fun part, he said, uh, Seth said, okay, at this point, we're going to try this new thing. I've never done this before, but every single band, I just want you to play a song, any song that you that you wrote, 
and then I'm going to cue you, and then you're just going to switch to another song that you wrote. So there's 20 <laughs> bands all playing totally different, song different songs at the same all time. At the same time. <laughs> I was looking around like, how am I doing this right now? Yeah, that's definitely the most cacophonous part. Just like, what the fuck? Does he have like a megaphone or something when he's... Yeah, but you can't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> We all just are really quiet and try not to noodle or turn off your what turn off your volume if you do. Tuning. Huh? How how do you guys tune? Uh he tells us when we're bells. Yeah, well I mean when we're getting ready, he lets us know like You guys are flat over there. <laughs> what the f <laughs> He just says, Okay everybody, we're just gonna go in a drop B now and <laughs> tune up <laughs> and then we just go for it. Funny. Uh, yeah, so what other, I mean, like, that's one of these tree fort memories. What kind of tree fort memories do you guys have? Hmm, I'm trying to think of my best tree fort memory. I mean, I remember the rain from 2012 and just all the people in the street lined up in front of all the clubs. It's like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. um, 2012 has one of the worst memories that I have of tree fort. That was the first time and only time I've ever been roofied. Wow. That was my first year at Tree Fort. I've lived in a lot of places where you would where think you like that you maybe Where do you get roofied at in Boise? Well, it's closed now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's closed now. It reopened as another place and then that place closed as well. Um, yeah. It was something when I was, I think. <laughs> you know, they had a color in the name. I feel bad because I don't call them out because it wasn't their fault or anything. No. You know, it was, uh, it wasn't anybody's fault. But I was just hanging out and I was, oh my, this is the coolest festival I've ever been to, and and then all of a sudden, and I didn't, I didn't have uh, alcohol at all that day. I had just had like just ordered my first alcohol <laughs> of the night, and I drank it, and then. I don't remember anything, and I missed Ben's set as some of the stories, and I was crying on my mom's couch <laughs> about missing a set. And then also being still roofied and like, oh, I hate Yeah, it. I feel like I've been hit by a truck. Yeah. I think, uh, I think my favorite was seeing Wooden Indian at uh, the Red Room. The first time? No, the second. The first time when we got that acid on the Altoids, <laughs> and we were just... Oh, yeah, and, then... and I was like, stop staring at the light! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we all took acid before the Indian thing, and my mom was with us. She's like, cool, have fun! And we came to the show with us, and, and it was, <laughs> you know, it was excellent. It was, there were people hanging from the pipes in the rafters. Oh, and the and pipe burst! Oh yeah, that happened too. Yeah, and everybody was covered Just, in water. Yeah. Was that... I'm not sure if that was the first Wooden Indian show I'd seen, but that was the first one that had ever just been like in the middle of the mosh pit for the entire thing. He came back and he said, Baby, I just got hit in the face and it was the best thing that's ever happened to me! I'm going back in! Yeah, and then my mom was being awesome and just like hanging out with us and, you know, <laughs> essentially also like babysitting us. And, uh, and... I remember like being in the mosh pit and just being crazy and then seeing like this hand float out of nowhere and it was my mom with a glass of water and I'd be like, oh, that's cool. She's like, drink it. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Right, cool, mom. Thank you. I love you. Oh, okay. <laughs> mom is uh, the best. Rock and roll mom. 
yeah. I think seeing Bijou last year at BCT was like a highlight for me. That was just like the most beautiful combination of like ambient and noise and singer songwriter Mm -hmm. all together. And like BCT is like the most perfect place for that. Mm-hmm. type of music to happen like because of the acoustics of the room and the it's not necessary to have a microphone or anything so she was sitting on stage ripping paper and other people were making noise through amplifiers but you could hear the sound of the paper yeah. ripping and it, I was just crying <laughs> crying hysterically because it was so beautiful she's playing again this year at the same yeah, place I think yeah BCT yeah yeah I think it's a whole night of Interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited that she's playing right before Doug Marsh, or really close to. Do you know what day that is? Uh, Saturday, maybe. Thursday. Thursday. Everybody, pull out your schedules. Did you get your uh, Tree Fort app yet? I did. (laughs) Yeah, she's playing right before Doug Marsh. Yeah, and so this is the first year that Built to Spill isn't playing, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's weird that not. But I mean, he's playing. Couple of nights. Wasn't it, wasn't it last year they played just as a trio? They I, they might have. Was or played like one night as a trio. Yeah, they yeah. played. I think maybe it was two nights. One night at the shrine and one night at the main stage and something like that. Yeah. Something because. Oh yeah, it was cool because he had a Echoplex machine that he was playing with the trio and it's one of those ones you set by hand so like the tempo of the song would change and you'd kind of like just slide it to be kind of in tune with the song that was happening then that was cool yeah yeah unfortunately i can't remember the names of some of the highlights that i have i remember like i mean it's the beauty of tree fort like walking in seeing something that I've never seen before and just having my mind blown. Oh, Father Murphy. Oh, yeah. Father Murphy changed my life. That was so good. They played on Wolf Serpent's set two years ago. Yeah. The Wolf Serpent Showcase at the Linen Building. I don't know that I saw Wolf Serpent on here either. I don't think they're playing this year. Yeah. It's a a different year. It's, it's, they're always good years, but it's, it's a different one. Yeah. It's, there's, I feel like there's more DJs than I'm, used to I don't know it seems like there's always lots but maybe it's just because like <laughs> I, when I went through the schedule today yeah. and was like looking at I was like okay I'm not going to exclude the places that I don't normally go and so I like went and listened and I was like oh there that's a DJ that's a DJ that's a DJ but maybe it's just because I don't I mean I kind of always know I don't necessarily want to go to those places yeah I tried one like year at the, they were doing a bunch of union, or maybe it's called the Rose Room. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. So lots of DJ stuff up there. and Yeah, that was like the dance party. Yeah, and yeah. it's just a it's, ton of people, bodies, yeah, and it's, it's all like, like they a, know what they're doing. It's like, well, we we come to this party all the time. It's like, I don't understand this party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's hard. It's a whole different... It's, it's different than going to a show. like, And you go there for different reasons. You mm-hmm. don't go there to see the performance like... The atmosphere and the dancing and the like being there is the show, I feel like. Yeah. That and you're that's cool. communally yeah, in the same kind of meditative space together. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that's really cool, but I think like, I go to live shows so that I can learn something. And so when I can't, I'm not learning. Like, mm, 
Like, I want to see what kind of pedals you're using to make that really cool <laughs> yeah, sound. And like, I like that. Yeah, like, how, how the hell do you make your voice do that? Like, what are you doing? Where are you getting that sound from? And I can't really do that with most DJ sets, but I'm excited to see Clap Clap. I think that's going to be ridiculous. There was the one... I can't... It's driving me crazy. I can't remember his name. I want to say DJ Shadow, but that's not it. Um, Man, DJ Shadow. <laughs> DJ Shadow came to fucking Boise and lose my mind. Right. <laughs> okay, if DJ Shadow was playing well, he Freeport, was the I would who did the, the theme to Mad Men. Oh, uh... But he was... RJD2. Yeah, yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, well, he's he did it a lot on, like... He's like a vinyl guy. Yeah. So, like, that, that is kind of, I feel like, the, the, somewhere in between the dance party, but also, like, the performance, because that's Amazing, right, because he had multiple turntables. Yeah. Not like and two, it's like th five or something yeah. crazy. Yeah, that shit's crazy. Like, yeah. that's a whole what are you different doing kind of orchestration. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And, the, like, uh, uh, Kid Koala from Deltron 3030. Yeah. Because they came a while back. And it's the same thing. It's like, oh, these guys are instrumentalists. Amazing. I mean, so it's, it's, it's more analog than... Which, the digital is just as interesting to me. It's just totally. a different... Totally. It's a totally different scene. Yeah. You gotta just be in the mood to go and dance. Yeah. And, and I think at Tree Ford, I'm like really excited about watching something that I've never seen before and or just being like, oh, that was cool for a minute, but I'm gonna go over there now and do that. And that's also gonna be really cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I plan out a rough thing, but then I eventually just gave in to the fact that there is no real plan. And then at a certain point, it's like, well, let's see where it takes me. And you know... <laughs> always go somewhere fun. I think this year I want to just see as much as I can. So yeah. like as much as I want to stay and watch a whole set, I think I'm going to try to do half sets so that I can catch as much as I possibly can. If there's three bands I want to see in the same 40 minute slot, I'm just going <laughs> to 10, 10, 10. <laughs> Get a bike. <laughs> just go run. <laughs> well, so what about working? I don't, I always take time off. Yeah? Yeah. I think I took this tree for it off the week after last year's tree fort, so I don't have to do that. Yeah, I've never really had to work during tree fort. I'm gonna have to work a couple lunch shifts, but yeah. usually the 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 shows at tree fort start kind of more in the evening. Yeah. So I just keep the evenings free. Keep yeah, there's some cool panels though this year. I'm like really excited about, yeah. and I got some story fort stuff that I'm excited to get yes. see. Story yeah. fort is really something I think yeah. this year. I haven't really. I haven't really branched out from the music very much because um, I have stuck in my brain that I'm only interested in watching the music, you know? Um, but this year I've got some films and there's one local restaurant that's pr participating in Food Fort that's doing vegan food, so I'm going to go check out... Uh, their uh, contribution, but I was surprised that there weren't more um, doing Dean food for Food Fort. Um, and I always really want to go to Hack Fort. Um, uh, Tristan Andreas from Danahex has this really great pedal building workshop that he does <laughs> cool. for Hack Fort. Yeah. But it's always while we're doing band dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So we have to, to choose between if we're going to participate in band dialogue or if we want to go build a pedal at Hackfort. And so far, unfortunately, Hackfort has never been announced. That, you know, that particular thing has never been announced um, 
before we've already committed to doing band dialogues. So band dialogues also so fun. That yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know, I don't know if I can pass yeah. up a chance to turn my guitar up to nine. That's <laughs> 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 only like a couple times in a lifetime. Yeah, chance. just have it be like all right. Nobody's like looking at you like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> God, we're so loud. <laughs> Could you just turn it down a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't hear myself. I can't hear my voice. Uh, I need you to just turn it down just can I get, a little can bit. Can I get more of me in the monitor? Yeah. <laughs> Less of you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited. I'm trying to expand this year, and which means that at least you have to also expand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm, I'm pretty much planning on following you guys around also this Good. time. Good! So. We can have one year anniversary party. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, I've done both. Yeah. I usually just bounce around. I think I might actually see more. Yeah, I think last year we spent more like, we're, we, we spent time at a venue. And we were just at that venue yeah. the whole day. Or like the whole evening. And we didn't really do very much bouncing around. So we didn't, I feel like we didn't see as much music last year. If you, right. So, like, the way I think they program it, you you can have music the whole time. Right. Right? Yeah. And so, if you were, to like, oh, this night is really good, I'm just going to stay the whole night here, then there's all those times when they're setting up that you could be, like, yeah, going someplace. In, yeah, yeah, but the can staggered, you get back in? That's the <laughs> Yeah, that's the hard yeah. part. Sometimes you really got to think about that. Like, if I leave now, am I going to make it back? Yeah, well, and then, like, walking three blocks is different when there's a thousand other people also walking those same blocks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, everything takes a little longer. It's like living in a city. I think if you're patient. A bigger city. <laughs> like oh, a yeah. real place. <laughs> it's like living in a real metropolitan area. <laughs> Oh, no, you have to cut out my goofy voice. I didn't know that I was going to do that. <laughs> so, like, there's always the line, and you look at it, and you're like, there's no way. I can't do this, right? Yeah, there is. But if you wait, if you're patient, you get it. should take that long. It, yeah, yeah, it actually all, almost always moves really quickly. Yeah, they look long, but I've never stood in an hour or in line for, like, oh, my God, it's been like an hour or anything. I, I think I've never stood set. in line in, like, yeah. maybe ten minutes. Yeah. There's all, and, and actually, some of those instances are when some of the best things have happened to us. Like in when, line? What'd you say? In line? Well, like getting in line and... Um, what, I don't remember Three who we were in line, friends. but we were at El Cora and we were waiting in the line. And, and I think we waited in line for like the probably 15 minutes. But that is half of a tree fort set. Right. right. And so we were like, oh, okay, well, we could stand in line here and hopefully see the last song that they play. Or we can go to this place that is uh, n probably not as booked and then see this band that we've never heard of, that we'll probably never see again. Right. But totally and I'm, I'm exciting. That's where it's like, oh, I can't do this line. I'm going to go to the line. Yeah. And I don't care what's going on there. Yeah. yeah. I it's, generally it's do discovery. find myself in the small shows. The discovery aspect of Tree Fort is amazing because you can go and just walk in somewhere and be at least moderately impressed with no, what you're watching. No, it's all. They're all. Everyone. Everyone's always really good, depending mm -hmm. on what your, what your bag is. I mean, I've walked in places and seen bluegrass bands and I'm like, hell yeah! And been really like, um, we have to go. That literally <laughs> never happened. <laughs> well, so how come... Did the girl crew play last year? 
Broker has never played Treefort. Why Why not? We got asked to play Treefort last year, and, you know, telling Eric Gilbert no is, like, the hardest thing in the whole wide world. And I think he just mentioned it, like, would Girl Crew be interested in playing Treefort? Because well, mostly Muff played last year. Right. And that's totally cool. Um, but I don't think that Treefort... Like, Girl Crew is, like... Girl Crew is this special thing for us to do that helps us get out this uh, energy that we have and, and we're only and we only play 90s R&B covers mm -hmm. and I and this is the argument that I have with Girl Crew <laughs> last year <laughs> when we were talking about it are we gonna play are we not gonna play Girl Crew is not something is not it's not a so it's the event. It is the event. We you we, can't you, right. We don't fit the idea of tree fort. It would be fun. We would be sassy. I think people would really enjoy it. The music is always really great, and everyone works really hard, and we spend a lot of time on it. But it's not. I I would prefer to see like I personally as a spectator of tree fort. I want to see original. Music and a cover band is not what I want to represent at Tree Fort. Even though I love Girl Crew sure. and I spend a lot of time on it, <laughs> I know it's a really long. Well, because it's so wildly different than Sunblood, would you say? Right? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, a hundred percent. But that's what I grew up on. That's right. Okay. That's my. But I think Sunblood Stories is somewhere in the middle of like my obsession with Janis Joplin. And like Led Zeppelin, and my obsession obsession with '90s R&B, like mm -hmm. it's somewhere in the middle of that, because I still get to do like '90s R&B vocals. But what's interesting to me about Girl Crew is that you guys are still all playing the music, so it's not like that's what's always so shocking. It's like, is there really a drummer back there? Oh yeah. Why does that sound so good? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's, we're not, it's, no, we get that all the time, like, do you guys have backing tracks? Right. No. But so they're, they're all in a lot of the Tree Fort bands too, right? Yeah. So um, that's another reason. Yeah, and oh, it's, too, it's so hard everyone's, too, yeah. Everyone's so, already playing. So there's Kelsey, who is Bijou, and she's, right. a, she's a vocalist. Uh, myself as a vocalist. My mom is a vocalist in Girl Crew. Um... And Chelsea is a vocalist, Chelsea Harada, and she's doing a panel about how to uh, Instagram or food Instagram like a boss. <laughs> so she's got this really fun panel that she's doing this year. Um, and then Melanie Radford is our bass player, and she's in Marshall Poole. Yes. And uh, uh, Riley Ann Johnson is our keys player, and she's in Johnny Combat and just every other band in Boise. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, at the time, I don't know really where we are. We're kind of just talking, talking it through. But uh, Kate Long is our drummer, which she might not be our drummer going forward. But she's in with Child, and so she's got her hands filled with yes. with that as well. So with, with getting child. yes with with Child. With <laughs> um, so one getting all eight of us together at the same time is a headache. Right. Okay. <laughs> Planning practices around. But you guys did two shows this year, which is different than because you did the. Oh yes. The Valentine's Day show, which is usually a New Year's show. No, you did New the Year's opposite. instead yeah. of 
Yeah. Instead of Valentine's Day, but then there was also a night of political songs to the Linen Building. Right. Yeah. How was that? I didn't go. Oh, it was wonderful. It was so packed. That and was really Kelsey, really uh, our singer Kelsey, and uh, who also performs as Bijou, made a uh, Trump effigy out of paper mache, I think it is. And everybody walked over and wrote personal notes to yeah. Trump on, on his face. And then after the whole show was over, we all smashed it in the middle of the floor at the Linen Building. Um, yeah, that was a really good show. There, everybody was super ta talented and really came with a lot of energy. That was so corny sounding. Tagalong Friend was a highlight of that show for me. She was really amazing. I love Witch Child Set. Witch Child Set was... Oh, that was the thing that was kind of daunting, because there was like... I, how, how do you listen to all those bands? Because it seemed like 15,000 <laughs> sets. Yeah, everybody had 10 minutes. Wow. So... So there was no drum breakdown, everyone played the same. Yeah, we oh, just yeah. we mm -hmm. shared gear. Just you know, run up on stage, do your shit. Go on stage, play, get down, play, get down, play. Mm -hmm. Then we played last, and... It's nice we didn't have to hurry. Yeah, that was nice. And it turned into a, a little bit of a rager, and that was good, too. I think I punched myself in the face at some point. <laughs> well, so we're basically out of time, but do you think... So it, it seems like this is a question I come to with all these different conversations. Do you think it'll be political at Tree Fort, or do you think people are just going to take the opportunity to be non-political for... I fucking hope it's political. I mean, I hope people are coming with their feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate Me to... too, but I also could understand, like, I feel like it it's seems important like politics, for people to learn to take a break from that shit, too. It's, it's so much more than it's privilege. been. Well, totally. Sure. I just mean, like, it seems like almost a tactic that they have to overwhelm us with, like, every day new things are happening, and it's just going terribly, and, like, you have to, like, replenish yourself so you can continue to deal with this onslaught of, like, terribleness. She disagrees. I think, it's, I think it's not good music if you're not putting your heart and soul into it, and I think that if your heart and soul is not necessarily in a place where mine is, I'm not going to enjoy it. So people who are actively moving on with their lives and these happy bubbles of color blindness and, and shit's not fucked up and he's not the worst thing that's ever happened. <laughs> well, we don't, don't get along. <laughs> and I think well that I mean like if it's not mentioned, if that's not if you're not feeling heavily enough about it to even mention it, then like some like we're probably not gonna mesh right now. But Sorry, I'm not trying to be a jerk. <laughs> we went through a period of time with our band, right in the beginning when we were first starting out as a as a band, where we talked about not polarizing or being divisive with any of our language, and making sure that we weren't political, and make. And then I realized at one point that that is wrong. People don't listen to music. In or the people that I want to listen to our music don't listen to music in that way. They listen to music to be inspired or feel passionate about something, and not necessarily to just have this like background thing happening. A lot of people do, but those aren't the people that I want to listen to our music. Sure. 
And that's not the kind of music that I want to listen to. And so I think it's important that the bands do come with their hearts on their sleeves. That's the question. Yeah. I think it's Do you important. think it's going to be a political tree for it? And you think, yes. My fingers are crossed. I would imagine. <laughs> That's what's going to And move so me. a lot of the spectacle will actually be spectacle with purpose. So... Hopefully. Well, I think, it, I hope it's like that every time. Whether Trump's a president or not. <laughs> I hope people are coming to the stage with their heart on their sleeve. Every time. Talking about political climate. Every time. Maybe that's just what I like. Well, that's 42 minutes. Do you got anything to say, drummer? <laughs> no, not really. They, they say more than enough. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Thanks for having us. You bet. Yeah, you... thanks for having us. You've been listening to Sunblood Stories in 42 Minutes, a production of Syncbook Radio, and distributed by thesyncbook.com. For more information and tickets for Treefort, visit treefortmusicfest.com. For more information about the Syncbook, our guests, check out past shows, or just subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. Please be sure and visit our website at thesyncbook.com. If you like this podcast and would like more, consider becoming a Syncbook Plus member. Some of the membership benefits include full access to the complete audio archive, discounts on books, behind-the-scenes scripts, bonus audio, and video, as well as seasonal online hangouts with the hosts. All this and more can be found at thesyncbook.com slash membership. Thanks so much, and if you are lucky enough to have gotten to Treefort as a young person, then whenever, wherever you go for the rest of your life, it stays with you. For Treefort is a movable feast. <laughs>